what you have to look at some of the crazy ideas that come out of this town and say, I'm glad there are some people who are serious about protecting our freedom and liberties and our First Amendment rights and that they show up to kind of play whack-a-mole on some of these ideas. Yeah, well, as opposed to watching people kind of get hitting the nuts with things and the usual stuff that we do here, we'll talk to one of the few serious people in this town, actually, and I suspect on that uh, paper you have in front of you, uh, there's going to be some stuff about the border because there's a, a big fight a brewing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, do you want to sum it up for yeah, us? Yeah, I will. And I think you have to go back to Joe Biden going into office. And his stated border policy was, we want an open border. So, day one, he started taking actions to open up that southern border. And he, in the first 100 days, he took 94 different executive actions that opened up the border, that removed the authority of border patrol, that made it easier for people to come across that southern border. So that sent the message that the southern border between our ports of entry was open for illegal immigration. So that's the policy, and that is the perception Mm -hmm. that the world had, that the cartels had, of what was happening at our border. And as you well know, perception is reality. That was what people said, hey, the welcome sign is hung out. Let's go. So what has happened is you get to the point where you have 302,000 people in the month of December Mm -hmm. that are crossing the border. And the American people are looking at this. Every town's a border town. Every state's a border state. And they're saying something must be done. The House, and this is so important. For your audience to know, the House passed H.R. 2 and sent it to the Senate on May 15th this year. So it's been languishing. It's Mm -hmm. been waiting for something to be done since May 15th, 2023. The Senate Judiciary Committee, where the bill landed, has had over 80 hearings and markups and has never touched the border bill. So then it is... Let's have a select committee. Mm -hmm. Let's not do regular order. Let's pull together three people and let them go behind closed doors and negotiate a deal, a bipartisan deal. So they did. The problem is there is no immediate money in this to actually secure the border. And the $650 million that was in there, Dave, what they've done is to put that in the out years and say, you can't touch that until after 2028. Hmm. So it literally would prohibit you from building border wall. And there's, you've got to take 5,000 immigrants a day. And so that's codifying that. 5,000 a day times 365 days a year, 1.8 million people, illegals signed into this bill. Yeah, That's right. So that would then codify the entrance of those people between our borders. Mm -hmm. And I I think you look at this, you look at the provisions on catch and release, it would basically codify catch and release for certain groups of people. 
And I'm just saying, no, the first step is securing the border. So I think most people watching this probably feel something along these lines. It's like, all right, this isn't surprising. This is kind of what the Democrats wanted. But what is Lankford's angle here? What is the bipartisan nature of this deal? What What is the concession to Republicans or conservatives or just people who believe that we should have a border, period, regardless of your politics? I'd like to have seen that there was zero migration allowed between our ports of entry. Right. Zero illegal immigration. That's that's the law. Mm-hmm. There are that, that's what the law laws. is. You don't that's need it. more laws for that's that. That's right. You right. need to enforce the laws. So yeah. we could go pass uh, a bipartisan deal, a tripartisan deal, and everybody else on a deal. And the piece of paper would not require Joe Biden to do anything because Joe Biden took 94 different actions in his first 100 days to open the border. He has no intention of securing it. So what do you think his intention is? What, what do you think the intention of the Democrats are when the they let in roughly 6 million people in three years? They have let in 8.5 million people already mm-hmm. that we know of. 8.5 million. And you will notice, and I think this is very telling, you hear these big sanctuary cities complaining about the number of people coming to their city. But do they say, Joe Biden and go close the border because there are too many illegal immigrants coming here. No, they don't say that. They say, send us more money, something mm-hmm. here for these immigrants. Reason being, they are needing to backfill the hundreds of thousands of people that they've lost out of their cities and states. You know, 2030 is another census. Apportionment, number of members of Congress are decided at that time. Your formulary. You guys are doing okay in Tennessee. Yes, we are. Your federal funding is set, and it depends on that apportionment. So, we do have legislation that would prohibit people that are not citizens from being counted in the census, and those numbers used for apportionment. But we know full well that's what Californians are doing. California has lost hundreds of thousands of people, lost congressional seats, and now Gavin Newsom is saying, hey, Come here, we'll give you free health care. No. Why are they doing that? They need to backfill their population. So this thing ain't going anywhere, fair no. to say, this bill? The House has said it's dead on arrival. Yeah. And and would you want anything else to happen now before the election? I mean, I suspect you don't really think that the Democrats are going to do much of anything positive. I, I don't think they'll do much positive, but I would love to see Joe Biden use his authority that he has and close the border and send the message. Right. But you don't think that's going to happen. You'd like I to see it happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. I think we can pass laws all day long. Are, are you surprised how far left he's governed? That that people thought he was sort of the bulwark for the, before the crazy end of the party? So yeah. interesting. There are so many people that say, oh, Joe, we've known him for years. I mean, he's going to kind of rock along and enjoy being in the White House and He's really not going to do that much. And they, I think, have been very surprised at how far left he has gone. Yeah. Does that surprise you? I mean, you've been in the Senate for a while. You you knew him as a senator. I He was always too far left for me. So you're not surprised. Do you, do you think he's the one driving this thing? No. I mean, that's the other question. I, Everyone in this yeah, town has a theory as to who's really in charge. Theory, and I think there are people who are on his team that are, are making many of the decisions. And it is so troublesome to so many people who 
uh, feel as if he is frail and not in charge and probably is more dependent on those around him than most Americans would like to have their president be. So I know we can always talk about the problems, but since you're from Tennessee and I now live in Florida, as you know, I fled Cali uh, very publicly a couple of years ago. Let's talk about some of the things that are going right, because you guys are getting new people into your state. Your economy is doing well. You don't have the illegals all over the place, uh, at least as I understand it. What are some of the things that Tennessee is doing right that that we should know about? Because when you're here in D.C., it seems like everything's broken, but certain states are doing some things right. And this is why you want to look at the states and say, yes, indeed, they are the labs of experimentation for preservation of this democratic republic that we have. And one of the things that Tennessee has done right is to say, instead of growing our government, what are we going to do to right-size our government? How do we make certain that we put more decision-making power at the local level closer to the people. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The school choice initiatives that have taken place in our state, the empowering local school systems to make decisions, the desire to engage people at the local level to address problems, whether it is education or infant mortality or crime or the issues with fentanyl. As I visit with each of our counties, our state's 95 counties Mm -hmm. every single year, and visit with people who are citizens and teachers and principals and county elected officials, they are focused on problem solving because people are moving in. They are wanting to live in Tennessee. They're wanting to be in a place that has a small state government and Mm -hmm. values the rights of citizens. So they are looking at how you address these problems, how you deal with growth, how you deal with transportation issues. And uh, good set of problems. Good set of problems. And they're being creative with it. And I like that. I think that is what a representative government is about. And of course, our economy is strong because we do not have a state income tax. Mm-hmm. I led that fight when I was in the state Senate. And then, of course, our state voted. The people of our state voted to amend our state constitution. You will never have the state income tax intensity. Are you amazed that some states have it? I mean, having, I was raised in New York and then I lived in California and now I live in Florida and we have roads and we have schools and everything seems to operate quite well, actually. Are you, are you amazed that some more states aren't doing this? It is so surprising to me that some states like California. That people want to pay yeah, more in taxes, And actually. they continue to escalate yeah. the rate of uh, their state income tax because they have pension issues. They have long-term legacy system issues in their governmental structure, and they don't go about trying to right-size that government. They don't go about utilizing technology. You take a state like Tennessee, where they know that they're going to be dependent on that sales tax. They're Mm -hmm. not going to have an income tax, and that they're going to have to be frugal, and they're going to have to be good stewards of the taxpayer's money, and they can't go print money and do deficit financing because our state has a balanced budget amendment. 
It must be kind of wild, the juxtaposition of being from a state that's functioning well and then spending time here. I mean, has in all your years in the Senate, has it ever been wackier or more broken or crazy? Or is that partly just the Internet makes us see it more? It, it's something about being here today in the midst of this border thing, it seems particularly insane to me. Well, as we know, the Internet can be uh, any a technology for good and for bad. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, there are times that it it has truly allowed people with uh, to be anonymous and to push bad ideas and try to build support for things that are sometimes not very good ideas. And my hope is that we'll be able to turn to more light partisanship and people will think long term about the ramifications of some of these things that seem like they would be the issue at the moment. Yeah. And but do you think the Democrats have the will to do that? I mean, that I'm trying to interview Democrats while we're here. We couldn't get anybody. If you got anybody for me, feel free to send them over. I would hope that they would return to a point where we could work together on uh, some issues. And we need to realize that our founding documents uh, don't give the government the power. It gives the power to the people. Mm-hmm. The structure of our government it doesn't say the executive branch is the premier branch or the judicial branch is the premier branch or the legislative branch. It is equal. And that is important. The people's voice is equal. So I take it when you saw what Texas did and what Greg Abbott did a week or two ago with the border, you were you were probably supportive or at least pleased that he was doing something that the federal government wouldn't? Yes. You know, when you uh, look at, he had the Article 4, Section 4 issue and the Article 1, Section 10 issue, um, where he is in proper standing because in one, he can protect himself from invasion. Mm-hmm. That would be your Article 4 issue. Article 1 of uh, the Section 10 issue is his right to do the protection of his state when the federal government has not done their job. And you can look at that as a Tenth Amendment issue also. Mm-hmm. Uh, a governor has that responsibility. And he stepped forward and said, this is what we're going to do. And I've had the opportunity to be on that Texas border and actually meet with some of these ranchers and farmers and private property owners, people that live. Their property backs up Mm -hmm. Rio Grande. And the thing is, they're losing their right to private property Mm -hmm. because they have illegal immigrants running through that property, uh, poaching cattle, um, uh, running through crops, whether it's melons or lettuce or whatever that they're growing down there. And then they run through the field and the whole crop's gone. And this is their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So these individuals definitely want to be able to say, no, this is my property, and I'm going to have exercise my right to protect my property. And the state is standing with those individuals. 
It's good to see. All right, I have one more question for you. It's a question that you kind of made famous, but I want to see if you can answer it yourself. And then my guys have a couple uh, Southern phrases that they want you to ask me about, and we'll see how many I know. Uh, my question to you is, what is a woman? A woman is an adult female, two X chromosomes. She's good. She's good. You, you, should, you should be on the Supreme Court. Okay. On that note. Yes. No, on no, that, I'm not a biologist. On that know, note, my, <laughs> very impressive. Very impressive. All right. Yeah. I have not seen this list. My guys in their childlike handwriting have written some uh, phrases, some Southern phrases down, and they want to see if I know all of these or if you want any, want to add any commentary to any of these. Oh, you sweet little ragamuffin. Rag, well, that sounds like a nice... A nice fella. A little, a little ragamuffin, is it? Kids that's been outside playing oh. all day. All right, all right. They've got their little sweaty face. <laughs> and then they come in, and uh, I think all children should. A little ragamuffin. All right, that's what I'm going to start calling my boys that when they come back inside. Okay. Dave is living in hot cotton. Um, I would assume that means you're you're doing all right. You you made some money. You're doing okay. Yeah, it's high. Yeah, all of my buddies that I went to school with, yeah, in Mississippi State, that are cotton farmers. Mm -hmm. Cotton gets high and then full bloom. That's when you ah, they're you pulling in the dough. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's just gone cattywampus on us. Um, he's gone cattywampus on us. That's uh. That sounds kind of crazy, nutty. He went, he went a little nutty. Yeah, <laughs> he's fallen off the left. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. That's pretty you good. You can use that for your left yeah. friends. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to pick up a buggy. I feel like I should know that one. I'm, I'm going to pick up a buggy. It's probably like a like a six pack, maybe. No. No. It's a shopping cart. It's a shopping cart. Ah, oh, a buggy. A buggy. A little buggy, like a horse and buggy. Okay, got it, got it. Oh, um, Dave's druthers would be to go to the lake for a day. Oh, druthers, the things you want to do, kind of. Yeah. It. All right. Okay. Easy enough. But when he finishes at the lake, he's going to get gussied up. I'm going to get all dressed up and go That's out. Right. Yeah, all right. going to get... Get all fixed up because heavens to Betsy, we can't have that man look bad. Well, yeah, heavens to Betsy, like you know, we it's like swear to God, sort of like yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, why was that so funny? Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Ble Joe Biden. Bless, bless his, heart. his heart. Chuck Schumer. Bless his heart. <laughs> nice to see you, Senator. You got. It. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.